0: what's going on guys so we're back on the podcast this team's basement this podcast brought to you by Adam and Aswin, and today we have our third guest Sunil Chandran so what's going on Sunil hey guys
1: uh, thanks for having me uh pleasure to be here yeah looking forward to it
0: all right so for those of you guys who don't know Sunil Sunil is a professional footballer um for PJCT in the Malaysian top super league. And Sunil has also is also a part-time personal trainer. And he is also um, has a has a degree in sports science management. So yeah. Okay,
2: um I have like this question to ask you because I think right now during this pandemic a lot of people is lacking motivation and you know whatnot inspirational things and stuff like that. So I want to ask you, like, what started this journey to become a footballer and getting a degree in... ...medication thing? Uh,
1: football Football's always been my passion. I think from a young age. Uh, I think what went from just kicking the ball around and, and I got uh, to playing football in school and, like, for clubs. So since very young age, I've just been in love with the sport. So... Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think it's that I, that I want to, wanted to pursue. And I think as I, as I got older, like 14, 15, um, that passion became, became closer, closer to becoming like a reality. So I pursued it even more, worked even harder. And, and thankfully, thankfully, uh, I I'm here now, but obviously still, still a long way to go.
2: Still a long way to go.
1: And obviously, the degree side is is also like a commitment so obviously football is very unstable and uh you never know when you are when you will end, you know end your career as a footballer yeah. so always good to have backup i guess
2: About you, lifestyle com. you said that you go into this um your degree You when you got your degree so it's like a safety net wasn't it? for football
1: yeah so yeah, like like I said just now, you know, football's super unstable, and you never actually know how 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 secure you are, no matter how good you are. So I think it's always good to have a backup. And I think I was lucky enough that I got to do something I was passionate about. So within still so within the sports field, uh, doing sports science and management. Uh, so yeah, I think I was, I was lucky and balanced both at the same time.
0: Right, that's good. Good. You know, like mainly obviously you're doing a lot of things, right? Because you also work as like you know, personal trainer, you help people reach their own fitness goals, right? Like how do you like balance all these things? You know, because it's not easy, like you know, with your tight schedule as a footballer, obviously you have like double sessions a day that could be tiring and then balancing out studies and all these, you know, personal trainer things. So like.
1: How do you balance it out? Uh so yeah, I think I think time time management is probably the most important thing. Uh you need to have like quite a clear schedule and quite clear and organized schedule. So plan your days out well, plan your, your weeks out in advance. Um, obviously you need to compromise a bit, so less social time, I guess, with with friends, even with family and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So I think that. we're
1: we're lucky in the sense where we're lucky yeah. in, the sense we're in, football, in Malaysia, football is usually only in the morning and evening. So you technically still have your whole afternoons and night free to do whatever, whatever else you want. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this like, you know, psych like personal trainer stuff comes because you obviously, you know, started going into a gym, right? And incorporating all this strength work into your football. Right? How does that help you on the field? I think
1: I realized that when I was when I went to UK that I was lacking in terms of like the physical side. Yeah. Obviously I had to put put in more effort to develop myself uh physically. So I'd get stronger, faster, to, to be able to compete. Uh uh and see now coming back here, I think it's helped me out a lot because I use that as one of my strengths now. So my speed, my my strength, uh, uh set me apart from I think some of the other players. So so definitely ha- has helped uh translate to to like my on-field performance.
2: Okay, uh, as a football fan, like me, or whatever football is, um I saw the statement you wrote on the article and you know it kind of got my attention. You said I was in utter shock when I finally got to experience English football as and something I had not be accustomed to so how you differentiate the local football play style and the western football play style uh,
1: first thing reality uh, they are I think genetically built slightly different so they're all I think taller uh, stronger bigger so that, that's one thing uh, but that's fairly I think obvious and then I think also their tactical understanding is, is much, much more than people of the same age, same level here. In terms of like technical ability, I wouldn't say we're very far off. But like I said, it's, the, it's the other areas. So like the tactical, the girl, and yeah, many of those two, I would say. See, I
0: see. But it's kind of um, crazy because obviously you went to UK um, for uni right and you know, then you take uni and then obviously the uni football is also like very competitive if you compare the uni and the um, um, Super League, the Malaysian Super League, like you said, it's more on the tactical side and the physical side So just like how do you imagine will it be if, like we play in the Premier League? Which is like England's top one division.
1: If I play there? Yeah, I think I think we're very far off. Okay, like you've got almost like fifteen divisions. Uh so if Premier League is number one, it goes all yeah. the way down to like fifteen. And I would say like he was playing in like the ninth division. So i would say Super League at, 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 at most you could probably be like I would say like six, seven, maybe fifth, six, seven around there. Yeah, so we it's like there. even below. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's a few examples, like, you know, like some of like the mixed bloods that we have in Malaysia, you know, like Darren yeah. Locke and like, Junior and all these kind of like when they were in UK, they were playing around that level as well. So like division six, division five, and then they come back and sign for for Super League clubs. Yeah. So if you're comparing it like that, I would say that's then in the UK. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very different, I think, over there.
2: Okay, so that's like about football playstyle and all that. But I want to get to like, you know, when you were you were 15 year old, when you didn't know anything about the future and you didn't know what you were going to become. Mm-hmm. How you say you uh endeavored this this journey and but well, how do you actually just go on, go on?
1: I think yeah, it takes a lot of perseverance. Uh but I think it's also about making smaller goals. So obviously you wanna you have the big dream of like playing but i think it's about the smaller goals that you set that's going to push you on a day-to-day basis so for me it was it was simple stuff like you know maybe captaining my school team uh re- representing my district playing for state mm-hmm. you know scoring goals for my club that kind of stuff so it was a small me and like when i started achieving those i think it made it, may, it made me a bit more like certain that, that that reality of becoming a professional might might come true eventually if I, keep, if I keep
2: but yeah, I think that's a good advice because sometimes when you have like a big ass goal and like when you look it from you zoom out and look at it, it's like big but when you break it down into levels levels yeah,
1: sure, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier and when you start achieving the smaller task, it I think motivates you to, to go push for the bigger yeah. goals as well you know as a person it seems like miles away and then you know every day you are working but then maybe in your head it feels like you're never you're not getting closer Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i think personally
0: for me also it's more about setting realistic goals because coming like i think suny for you as well like me you know we grew up in malaysia obviously our youth system we don't play much games week in week out you know so I think if we talk about in the future of being a footballer, obviously, I can say that, you know, it's impossible to kind of, you know, play in the Premier League. It's almost impossible. So, yeah. it's more by realistic, like, you know, maybe playing, like, overseas, maybe, in, like, you said, the 4th, 6th Division, or even if you play in the Super League mm-hmm. and play for your country, is really, like, a big accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you go to UK, do you ever, like, have the thought of like you wanted to make it like you know to the first top three division, top four division.
1: No, I think I think I think like you said, you know, like I was very aware of the level there, and you're to be my standard. And I know I'm not I'm not close to to that level, so you know, no no matter how much I train, within the like near future, like like you said, you know, I think I think it's close to impossible to uh, the pro the top four leagues there. Yeah. So, to me, it was always a matter about developing as much as I could as a player to come back here and play pro here because I think it's the best platform for most of the Malaysians.
0: Yeah, but now, actually, I'll, I, I think I'm really um, impressed with, like, your hard work because for me, like, I think for you as well, like, talent is not everything because I come from, like, private school, you know, mm. I don't go to, like, any sports school kind of thing mm. Maybe I want to emphasize on studies as well. And I think you come from 3K, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, how, how would you say, like, hard work is, like, the biggest thing ever compared to talent?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's very true. Like, uh, talent, talent can only get you so far. And, like, for me, I would say, like, I'm not very talented per se. Uh, I think it got me to maybe school level at most. But anything beyond that was 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 the hard work and stuff that we that we put in, and I think like you said, you know like coming from a a school that that is not uh not very sports inclined uh it kind of just means that you need to work hard as an individual, you know you don't have that constant daily training that you get in like sports. so so yeah, I think it just makes you. Or kind of you need to work harder a bit if you're if you're in that kind of environment.
2: Three KL is uh, international an international
1: school. it was, was private slash international, but I think now it become full international.
2: Okay, so like when you were in that school and you have to go against uh students from government school, did the coach any biased decisions towards the other students or was it fair? <laughs> like you mean our coach? Yeah, because I like I know Malaysia, I, I had a lot of bullshit stories about.
1: Uh, no, I don't you know like my, my school is quite quite diverse So And my coach was quite, quite relaxed And has been there for a long time So he, he didn't really have much In school So it was all okay <laughs> Or at least From what I know What I saw mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> But You know Throughout your whole like, journey To making it pro right, Have you like faced What was the biggest Ever city you faced?
1: Sorry biggest ever what?
0: Biggest adversity. Ah, uh, I don't know.
1: Um, I don't think I have like a biggest one, but obviously a lot of small, small ones. Like, I think it was the hardest for me. Like sometimes where you have like a big tournament and you know it clashes with like some exams, so challenges like that was was I think was tough because you don't know which one the will like pick your exams but then you, you you know how important that tournament is for, for your career yeah. so when you're stuck in the middle to pick between quite tough and quite challenging
0: Right, right. and I think yeah. to overcome that is mainly like mental right mental toughness because yeah. that's obviously the biggest asset in everyone's life especially for an athlete so how would you Correct. say like for your mental toughness, like how do you like deal with like pressure from your coaches or if you don't reach your potential, your performance and stuff?
1: I think it, it comes with experience as well. And I wouldn't talk as though like I'm I'm an expert of it because I'm still learning as well. And I think it's my first year in the in the I'm learning a lot, I think, every day. Especially on, like you said, on the mental side, because you're you're ex, you're exposed to a different kind of pressure. You know, it's not the same kind of pressure you get playing as you know, where you just need to win games. Here, there's there's a lot of other pressure put on your shoulders. So I think it's it's a very, uh, the whole thing is a big big learning process. And I think I think what I've realized is that sometimes you think you know you fail big time. I'm, you know, or like your your biggest, your your lower, I think, but there's always like something bigger out there, and like today you may feel like shit, but sometimes you just need to kind of sleep on it, give it a few days, and then you realize that it wasn't too late. Yeah. and I think I think use that, so now you look back and then you know about all those incidents that have like, you know, put you down or like made you feel you know devastated or depressed to some extent. And then you kind of use all those memories and over time, I think you build that resilience and that mental toughness. Back from all those, all those defeats and all those, you know, failures.
0: Yeah, but you know, like, because obviously you came from UK, you were back from UK and then you signed for the, for Super League, right? So like, did they have like any like high expectation? Because, you know, if you came from UK, then they're very known for football. Like,
1: no, I think it was the other way around because I think it was the other way around because to be fair, I didn't I when I came back to Malaysia, I was on trial with the President Cup squad, which is the under 21 squad. So I think a friend just said like they're having trials. So I went for the under 21 trials. And then from there I got pushed up to the Super League team. Both ends, there were no expectations, which I think I was quite lucky about. Um uh so yeah, I think I think everything was I think like I tell people as good as you are or as bad as you are, sometimes it's about being in the right right place at the right time. You know. There's a lot of that luck not luck, but you know, that the element of luck are involved that, you know, sometimes like even if, if you're the best or like one of the best players in the world and you just don't have that that chance to show yourself. You never like Breakthrough, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think I think there was no no expectations from from the club, uh, neither did I have any expectations. For me, my goal was to to make it pro by next year, not this year. So I got I got quite lucky that that I I, I sort of achieved my dream like a year in advance. But but yeah.
2: So based on what you said, is now um about mentality and depression and shit like that. How you see? sport
1: i think it's made me a lot more all-rounded it. and it's like i like like you said this now you know it's taught me how to handle pressure so everything in the outside world now seems a bit easier because you're used to dealing with the pressure in sport Yeah, like everything else just just feels a bit easier in, in general mm-hmm. you know so it's me i think that's one uh, discipline obviously Made me a lot more disciplined having to you know you know manage all the different commitments and stuff like that. So yeah I think discipline, time management and and yeah, handling pressure.
0: But you're going on this two-board journey, right? Like how did how did your parents support you? right?
1: I think I was I was lucky because uh my parents have been very supportive. So the ones who got me started in football. And they're supported me the whole way. So I'm, I'm lucky that I've come from a, a supportive family. I know a lot of people don't have
2: that. Asian stereotype.
1: Correct. Yeah. And again, my parents went also like, go play football, that kind of thing. It was always like, if you want to play football, do it. But at the same time, make sure you're still like studying so that if that all doesn't happen or, you know, doesn't come through, then you've got something to fall back on. So I think that was my commitment to my family in that sense or to my parents was to at least get a degree. Just show them that like I can do both at the same time. So to my parents, I think the rule in the house is always like play as much football as you want, go as far as you want, but get a degree at the same time. Because I'm still fulfilling my commitment to my parents. I think everything else they allow me to do, which which I was lucky about, you know, I got the freedom in that sense.
2: But to get the place where you're at now, like, the position sacrifice a lot of things, right? So you know the the culture with people nowadays or students nowadays, they sometimes um can't differentiate the difference between destroying your youth and having fun. So like you know elaborate on that, like how how you like to you know speak on the culture nowadays where people just go on parties and mm. just don't focus on themselves.
1: It's very subjective, so my definition of youth and your definition of youth and someone else's definition of youth is will be very different, you know. So I think it's about I would be able to define their own youth and what they want their youth to be based on their dreams and their goals in the future. So like for me, and maybe you two as well, like my goal is always to to play professional football. So my youth, I knew I had a goal in mind and because of that, I knew like instead of partying and instead of doing all those kind of things, obviously you can, yeah, yeah, you, you can. know, in moderation and balance, that kind of stuff. I train, I should be training, you know, evenings, I should train, yeah. I should sort of watch the food I eat, I should, you know, take some time out to spend in the gym, that kind of stuff. And once I've, I think I've put all my time or oh, like enough time in, in pursuing my goal, then any extra time I had. I can go see friends, you know, if yeah. there's a party, go for that, that kind of thing, you know, About defining your own youth and then working around that, you know, like if you wanted to be a musician, then, you know, you'd have to spend like a certain number of hours every day practicing, right? Yeah. Like one, two hours, free, do whatever you want, kind of thing, you know, as long as it's not going to like jeopardize your career and that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. And I've got, I've,
1: got, I've got loads of friends who like big part, party animals, like party every day kind of thing. And yeah. I judge, although I shouldn't be, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's not wrong, you know, like it's, it's their life. And like, yeah. if if it doesn't affect their goals or their, their their future, then by all means, you know, enjoy enjoy your youth.
2: Yeah, they have their own. Definite. Correct,
1: correct. Yeah. And obviously you have, you have two different kinds of people. You have those that want to, you know, succeed early in life and then chill the rest of their life, you know, when they're old. Yeah. And then there's the other crowd who like, like or their youth, like you were saying, and then make their money later on when they're older, you know? Yeah. So I guess it's, again, it all depends on, like, the person itself and, like, how they, their yeah, look on life.
2: Yeah. That's, that's a good answer. You, I wasn't expecting you, you, that,
0: but... You <laughs> mentioned about um, nutrition just now, right? Obviously, eating clean is vital for athlete. So, you know, share us some. Um, because in Malaysia, we have a lot of good food, you know? <laughs> yeah we have a lot of good food so like what would you tell someone to like, for, for a person who wants to you know boost fat and for enjoying all this that's in the world.
1: yeah that's, that's the biggest challenge The fact that we're living in malaysia and like i i love i love my malaysian food as well but like obviously like you know with with any goal that you have you need to be disciplined whether you're trying to snow or whatever you need to have that goal clear in your mind. And there needs to be some some sacrifice. Like we, for me, like what works best in Malaysia because of the food, I wouldn't so much avoid, avoid reduce the amount that I'm eating. So, like, let's say when I was in the UK, I was eating a lot like healthier because I was cooking all my meals at home. I'll have like five or six meals a day. But then now here in Malaysia, it's a lot more unhealthy and like eat out a bit more. I just stick to like two or three meals a day, but I kind of eat i mean off season i can of uh, just eat whatever i want you know so just like alter like the portion sizes instead of the what to eat and what to avoid you know
0: yeah but share some sort of like the funniest like fitness myth you ever heard right, from malaysians
1: <laughs> a, lot, a lot a lot of bullshit <laughs> uh, I, I think the one i hear the most is uh uh, all these people are like trying to lose fat. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I've been on like a diet for a long time. Then I'll be like, oh, wait, what have you been doing? Oh yeah, yeah, I just stop eating rice. And I'm like, rice is not bad for you. <laughs> like <laughs> rice and like bread and like any other carb sources is all the same. You know, right. I don't know why I'm in Malaysia that like rice is the big enemy. Yeah. It's, I think it's because in Malaysia people eat like mountains of rice. <laughs> yeah. So like if you eat a mountain of rice, then you're going to get fat. It's not. It's not the rice. Itself it's so that's one the other thing is like i don't know like it's so like oh i think it's like when they see western food it's like oh that's healthy you know <laughs> so like you could be having like you could be having like a chicken chop kind of thing and be like oh yeah i'm eating healthy today but like the chicken chop was like literally like deep fried in oil <laughs> sauce so you know i think it's that that kind of thing as a well. and yeah, so so it's it's a, it's a challenge, I think, to like, because cause I thought, like you said, like, I do like to educate some of them is, is, is a bit challenge because some of them are like so, so it's like ingrained in their head that what they know is, is yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, well, and it's all all about education at the end of the day, you know, I think with social media now, it's good and bad because people, people learn a lot of good things and bad things as well, so.
0: So hopefully, yeah, there's, there's hopefully you address like, a bit more. There's a lot of like false information on the internet. True. You know, like like the one I always see on YouTube is like how to get apps in five minutes. <laughs> also things like. True. Because yeah. you know, obviously get There's a lot of people like that don't know it's like if you want to get apps, you have to lose your fat first, right? Because basically yeah. muscles and like your fat is covered. Right. See some people who who is like who has badly fat. And then they say they want to burn fat. And then they just start doing like a 30-minute abs workout.
1: And then hoping yeah. that they will lose
0: fat, burn calories.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of false information. And a lot of like fake promises that that people and social media promotes. So, yeah.
2: yeah. I want to get to that. I forgot to ask just now. It's a little out of the food topic. I want to ask, um, you know... Yes sports or any kind of sports somehow did bring the like before this before the Olympics started, there were like a shit ton of people fighting over some fucking bullshit racist issues. And when the oh. Olympics came, boom, everybody like got back together, support the same team and all that. So how you see the sports can in the long term affect the racial injustice in the country?
1: Yeah, I think I think like you said, you know, like Olympics is obviously a big global event that unites the whole whole world, right but I don't even think we need to look that far like if you look at like a ball in a playground right and you will see like all these kids coming together to play, you know yeah. whether they are Indian, Chinese Malay you know so i think I think that just shows that how something as simple as as a ball or you know. Say any kind of sports, you know, how, yeah. how it unites people and disregards their race and all that, you know. So, so yeah, I think, I think in school, thing. I think sports has the power to unite and also to, to separate people. Separate so,
2: people in what way?
1: We... Racial, you know, race, racial segregation, religious segregation even other stuff like socioeconomic and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's only like if you if you choose that you want you want it that way you know if mm-hmm. you're if you're there to just play the sport right there's no reason why two or three different races can't come together and play Yeah. You know, there's nothing that sets me and you apart you know we're all we're all human at the end of the day right mm-hmm. you know another thing was mm-hmm. yeah sorry Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Put my internet's back, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's like, I think the other thing is common, common belief or you're supporting something like, like, let's say when Harimau Malaya on TV, you know, everyone, everyone's there supporting them. You know, you don't look at, at how many Indians are on the team, how many Chinese are yeah. on the team, you know, because they're all wearing your, your national flag. So, So you support them either way, you know. So... I uh, you know, like sports, there's there's unite people, and, and we should we should use that, you know, to to solve all these these stupid political issues and all that other stuff that's like yeah. developing at the moment.
2: I like it because, like, when there's games, any kind of event, even swimming, diving, mm. you just forget about whatever's happening in there.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: and it's
2: nice,
0: especially it's, during COVID now. Yeah, you know, like for all, all these fellow Malaysians staying a lot I like seeing. Mm. Those athletes,
1: yeah, you know, the support has been tremendous, Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I, but I think the one thing I kind of dislike, I don't know if it's if it's just Malaysia, or like it happens across the world, but like cancel culture is like quite quite prominent here. Yeah, hence where, I mean, it's good that we're all like united, but like the minute like something happens to a Malaysian or to I'm like I think. Two incidents I have in my head one was like the Malaysia at the World Cup qualifiers when like the referee made like some some bad decision, and mm-hmm. then the next thing you know, like I put on Instagram, there's like 50 60,000 comments, and like it's all Malaysians just like just like criticizing him. And it like, happened to the, the
2: cyclist the exactly? Yeah, that's, that's
1: the second incident. So that's the cycling one, like next, uh, the guy who knocked the, the Malaysian dude right, <laughs> so like his comments, he had to like switch off his comments. I'm like. That picture on the country because he didn't mean it. First of all, yeah. and like there's no reason to like put someone down like that, you know. But but yeah, so I think I think that's one thing nation. Mm-hmm. I mean
2: that's what I say. Like even the England match that day when um who's that Rashford, Sancho, oh. and Saka missed, they got fucked.
1: Yeah, same. But thing. in the,
2: yeah. and a few like the this the good type of people helped back them out and stuff like that. But so I think, nice
1: I, think I think that's that's the shit thing about sports as well. When you when you do well, everyone's in your side, everyone's in your corner. But the second you do badly, then those same supporters are gonna be your like number one, like, yeah. like you know. So I think I think that's one thing you have to realize. Like in elite sport, is you're like never safe in the sense where you'll be happy one day. Next minute, you're gonna be getting shit from the fans. <laughs> you know from your own
2: supporters right?
1: exactly and 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 that and that's, and that's shit I guess but yeah,
2: yeah. I hope like you and your team won't go through any of that you know
1: uh, we get small bits of it but it's, it's nothing major I mean we've got we don't have a very big uh, fan base uh, uh, so like if you're playing for like one of the biggest states like Johor or like Slang all that kind of stuff then the, obviously the more support you get the more yeah, backlash right. you get as well <laughs> so
0: Oops. But this is more of a personal it. question. Obviously you're playing for PGCT now. But do you ever look if you have the chance to play for Joho, would you take this, grab this opportunity? <laughs> this is more of a
1: I think it's like the it's the, it's the hardest question I get asked because from a career point of view, to go to Joho you're gonna like best player in Malaysia. You're not you're not gonna play if you go there. You're sitting on the bench and you're gonna be wasting your career, but then again, like the perks and the privileges you get when you're there. So, <laughs> yes. so I will. If the offer does come in one day, <laughs> then I, I'll decide on the spot. But yeah, I don't know. I, kind of, I think kind of my, my career lah.
2: Yeah.
0: No, I think what's really um, amazing is also because obviously you, Raja, Rajayumran, and all are very. Are all very close friends, group of friends, right? And all of you are meeting April. So, was that how was like the support between each other? You know, good like honestly, was right. playing for Negri Sembilan, yeah. then you are playing here, and she went to Islam. So how is it like?
1: Mm. I think I think it's very good because like we were all from, all in PKNS together, and like we had a very close. I mean that's where, like our close group of friends developed, and I think it was nice having a having close friends that had shared like similar goals with you because you're all never going to be motivated at the same time. (laughs) So it's good to like bounce off the motivation of each other when someone's down or like when someone just had a bad game and then like the other two guys have had a good game. So you kind of like, oh, shit. Like for us, it was like Shivan. Shivan peaked very early and he started playing like getting like senior team appearances like from a very young age. So I think that was a source of motivation. Oh, if he can do it, we we can too, you know? So like we use we use each other as like a source of inspiration to push push each other. Mm-hmm. And and it's good because it's like season, we're all together training ourselves. You know, so I think I think it's good to have like a close group of friends who who share the same dreams and same goals as you it's
2: great. Everyone, it's good. Okay, but i think like we reached the end of the podcast i believe like oswin doesn't have any more questions do you
0: No, but my last question is just this like to all the young ballers out there if they want to be kid pro what's your biggest advice for them yeah uh
1: obviously the the, <laughs> the same stuff caught uh and I think I, I okay. My my advice would be don't don't lose sight of your of your dreams and your goals. Uh, don't let anyone kind of tell you to take it or not. You know, you determine your own your own faith, your own future. So, so work hard until until you get there. And and don't do you know it's not not necessarily work hard but work smart. Hmm. You know, do things that other people are not doing. Uh, learn educate yourself Um,
0: yeah I'd say I'd say do that yeah yeah but
1: keep keep
0: yeah but we come to the end of the podcast but yeah Adam really want to wish you all the best for the next game because I think you're playing Joho in the next game right so yeah so maybe you know yeah, Jay will approach you after the game. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, joke aside, but thanks for joining us. And we wish you all the best. For- hey, no problem. Thanks, for thanks man. You
2: see you guys. In- see you in Real Madrid in like five years. Okay. <laughs> hey, ciao, guys.